This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, I'm Nicole. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Wicked and Grip. A true crime podcast. Well, hello there. How's everyone doing? Hey! Welcome back to Wicked and Grim. Wicked and Grim. Hope everyone's been staying wicked out there. But not too wicked. Wicked enough that you stay at home, cozied up with sweatpants, your your cat or dog, and on your couch, drinking some coffee or tea, and just listening to murder podcasts, watching murder documentaries. <laughs> yeah, you're living your wicked life inside. You're not. You're not uh, going out and performing said wicked deeds yeah you're not like going full out wicked just like slightly wicked wicked at heart there you go yeah there you go (laughs) okay i'm gonna start this off with something fun let's hear it what is it well neither of us have iphones nope we're android people but um, because we like android better we just i don't know we just are i guess well it was all because like you were so not into that a mosquito i think it is dang um yeah if i slap my microphone that's why you weren't into itunes so okay but anyway i don't know if we can like if people can do reviews is it called spotify yes spotify i always get shazam and all of those s's mixed up (laughs) um so spotify i don't know if you can do reviews but anyway i was like on the apple podcast review just i had to google it because of our own podcast right yeah yeah which, yeah, it was weird that I'm Googling this. But anyway, <laughs> um, so we have nine five stars. Whoop! Which is freaking amazing. That is. That's incredible. Like, you guys are amazing. Thank you. Holy frick. And then there is a, like a, how would you say this? Like an actual, like, submitted review, like, a, like, like a words. Review? Yeah. And it's from Linda2389. Linda2389. What'd you say about us? Thank you, Linda. She said, fascinating awesome podcast very good storytelling and your voices are very well suited for podcasts yeah thank you yeah you know what i'm gonna throw this down right now linda is our badass of the day yeah well there's gonna be another one but yeah let's start with linda there's (laughs) gonna be another my story has another one too but linda can can be the first one of the day okay we're gonna have two badasses of the day one in the story and one out and linda is the out of story badass of the day yeah boom Thank so you, Linda. thank you, Linda, for like taking the time to go and review us. And we'd love for other people to. And even the people that just went and did the five stars, like that's dope too. So yeah. thank you. You guys thank are you, amazing. Thank you. Well, you guys are helping us actually push out episode after episode. Uh, like your kind words, your comments, your messages, your reviews are what keeps us going. It fuels us. So thank you very much. Everything you guys have done to support us is incredible. Thank you. Okay. That is actually so true because this, so this is a me episode. 
if anyone didn't gather cool that episode. already. But um, I was just like, okay, so Ben and I are like busy. Like we're kind of just busy right now. <laughs> and I was freaking tired and I was like, holy shit, I have to do this. And then I came across Linda's review and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, you are. Thanks, Linda. You just Boom. made my day. It's incredible what so, people yeah. can, that little bit can do for us. So yeah, that motivated the shit out of me. Yeah. Anyway, um, we might have to take little breaks because our backs are, are like 80-year-old people right now. Well, it's the long weekend. Officially still the long weekend up here in Canada. It is Victoria Day. So yes, happy Victoria happy Day. Victoria Day. To all the Canadians out there. Um, and yeah, so it's a long weekend and we spent the not majority of the day, all day, literally working in our backyard, greenhouse building, raking, shoveling, all that. Um, like a good 10 hours of manual labor. We're we're fucked. We're fucked right now. Well, I was actually a bit prior to that too because I've had like a lot of photo shoots this weekend. Yeah. And um, I don't know why that would hurt my back. But anyway, it hurt my back. We're and, old. Yeah. And so I've if you hear us like uncomfortably moaning, it's because our uh, our backs are yeah. sore. I'm literally drinking coffee here at like 9.30 p.m. just to kind of keep my energy levels up for you guys. So... Well, and you have to stay up late because you're going on nights. That too. I, I would be like staying up to like, what, 3 a.m.? So it, the, yeah. the caffeine is going to help me. That's going to so. help you. I need to start drinking coffee. Yeah, you do. It it's might delicious. help me. It's not delicious. That's the problem. But all this aside, we're running on like five minutes of an intro here. That's oh. like a long intro <gasps> for us. We have so much to say. So what do we got to say about an oh episode Oh my goodness. It's, it's, a wi- it's wild. It's well, wild. bring us into this wild episode, babe. Okay. Let's hear it. Buckle up. I think I say that every time, click, but let's click. buckle up. I'm buckled up. Safety belt. Ooh, okay. Let's go. So this story takes place in Chachilla, California. Ooh. Chachilla. I like saying that, actually. Chichilla. This is your first non-Canadian episode. Okay. Actually, yeah, we do need to just address that really quickly. <laughs> I uh, ventured off from the Canadian crime for you guys. <laughs> I'm going to fuck with you in my next episode is going to be Canadian. Probably. Now. Okay. So Chachilla, California. It's a relatively small town. Mm-hmm. Under 20,000. And just to like give a little bit of a reference, it's about two hours from San Jose. Okay. Um, at the time of the incident, I think it was much smaller though, like under 5,000 people. Um, so very small, very close-knit town and a community where everyone kind of just like knew each other and looked gotcha. out for one another. Okay. Okay. You know? Sounds kind of like your typical small town. No need to lock your doors at night, but we're going to learn that you probably should lock your doors that at night. That was actually, yeah, one thing that people said they never lock their doors and stuff. But this one is we're not going to. Well, lock your doors, people. But this one <laughs> doesn't go there. Just just lock your doors. <laughs> um, it was July 15, 1976, when school bus driver Ed Ray was driving himself and 26 children from Dairyland Elementary School. The children were from Dairyland Elementary School. And he was driving them back home from summer school where they spent the day at the swimming pool. Nice, nice afternoon. Yeah. The children on the bus ranged from ages um, 5 to 14. So pretty young, little babies. Little babies. Little babies. At 14, though, you think you're a full-blown adult. Actually, yeah. (laughs) You definitely do. On their commute home, After already making a few stops, dropping kids off, up ahead was a white van that was blocking the road. Did it say free candy? It was a creeper van. I don't think it said free candy, though. It didn't need to, I guess. It still (laughs) fucked them up. 
So Ed, being the ridiculously nice man that he was, Mm -hmm. he stopped and opened the bus door to see if they needed any help. Which it's like, it sucks. But sometimes I feel like you shouldn't offer help to people. (laughs) I mean, you want to be a nice citizen. That's a good thing to do. do. Sometimes you get like, you get effed up when you offer help. Sometimes it's a setup. Offer help from a distance with a baseball bat in hand. Oh, gosh. Because at that moment, three masked men confronted Ed, two jumping onto the bus. Oh, shit. They had nylon stockings covering their faces, making their faces look very distorted and their eyes almost hollow-like. One man carried a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun oh. and held Ed, Ed at gunpoint while the other, well, another took over driving the bus. What the fuck? Okay, but I actually needed to ask you this because what does that mean when it's like a sawed-off double-barrel shotgun? Like, what's the point of that? Uh, well, it's, it can be concealed a lot easier and it can be used at a closer range. It's it's illegal to be doing that because now you can conceal a shotgun in like your jacket. Oh, okay. Because it makes it way shorter. It makes it shorter, easier to conceal and more dangerous because now like when you're pointing it, you have this longer barrel that's like if you're in close proximity to someone, yeah. they have to be at the end of the barrel. If the barrel's shorter, you can be like face to face with someone touching their nose and the barrel can fit in between you and them. So it's a very, oh, very gosh. dangerous weapon then. So it's very illegal to do that. And it would like same kind of damage, same like kind of noise and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I, for at one point, I was like, "Does it make it quieter?" Like I don't know. I no, had no it's, idea. It's strictly so that way you have a a shotgun that you can conceal, handle easier, and aim easier, and it's just all around more dangerous. Wow, that's shit. Yeah. Okay. So Ed's <laughs> at gunpoint. Another one is taking over driving the bus, and the third man is following behind in a in the white van. Gotcha. So that's a shit show. I'm still hung up on the shotgun now. You got me going through that. <laughs> I'm like thinking Evil Dead. Like, oh yeah, Bruce Campbell sawed that off and everything, so he could like shoot the deadites easier. Oh boy. Well, we're into this story. Sorry, sorry. So get get out of the Evil Dead mindset. There. Back onto the bus with the three assholes. Gotcha. Yeah, they're very much so assholes. All the children, obviously, like scared to death oh i'd be shitting myself right they're young wondering where these masked men were taking them and were they going to die yeah like holy moly could you imagine being in that situation (gasps) well and remember like some kids had already got dropped off yeah oh that's true like that like that's one of those moments where it's just like uh like oh you would just be so unbelievably thankful that you had gotten already dropped off or imagine like your stop is next or the next couple ones Ugh. and then like you're driving past your driveway oh um, oh ben you just went there sorry thanks well could you imagine that this story is situation? hard enough. actually like going through the story i kept almost like tearing up <laughs> it's a brutal situation oh my god oh it's dude you don't even know well i have a feeling of like the brutality that's about to happen. And I'm just saying like the situation they're in and the fear that they're having to confront. No, thank you. Okay. (laughs) The kidnappers eventually pulling off the road into a dry riverbed, stopped the bus in a bamboo patch where the bamboo was like taller than the bus. So basically concealing. I know. I actually thought that was really weird, but a few reports said bamboo. So, and then I was just like, maybe I don't know. 
Anyway. <laughs> All right. Let's roll with it. I know. But if there is, I want to go see it. <laughs> um, there they met a second parked van. Both of these vans, I should note, the back windows were painted black and their interior and the interiors were reinforced with wood paneling. Like you could not see in or out of these vans. Damn. Was the door in the van red? No. Oh, okay. What's that mean? I see a red door and I want it painted black. The Rolling Stones. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, gosh. At gunpoint. <laughs> Love you, too. Ed and the 26 children were forced from the bus into the two vans. And to avoid any footprint evidence, the vans were pulled right up to the bus door and everyone had to jump from the school bus into the van. Oh, jeez. Which I thought was like really weird because they left the van there or the bus there. But I mean like, I, I mean not seeing footprints, I don't know. Anyway, and they were off. The vans, like I said, were pitch black, had no water, no food or bathrooms. They were pretty much described as like a mobile prison. But I actually feel like that's worse than a, like a prison cell. Yeah, no kidding. Because a prison cell, like you get fed, you get water, and you have a bathroom. Yeah, and it's stationary, not moving around. Yeah, like could you imagine just darkness? Yeah, no, I'm Having good. no idea where the hell you were going? No, and, I, you're, and you're six years old. I turn the lights off in the hallway on the way to bed, and I like pretend that I'm not... They're picturing a demon chasing me down the hallway to the bedroom at night. I'm like, nope, it's not there. Just don't look. If you don't look at it, it can't get you. So, no, I can't imagine that. I know. Like, just terrifying. I'm good. Just terrifying. So now at this point, too, parents were starting to arrive home. Arriving home to empty houses. Yeah, the kid's not there. Extremely worried, they started helping police retra retrace the school bus's route. Nothing was found. Until just before sunset, when the dirt deserted, holy, I'm stumbling here. Sorry, I'm so into the story and I'm just like, bleh, bleh, bleh. I want to get it out. <laughs> you were like, what? Can you make that sound again? No, I can't. <laughs> bleh, 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 bleh. Um, okay, so they, the bus was found right before sunset um, by a police pilot. You could only see it by air. Gotcha. Um, and all that was left behind was tire tracks. No children. Dun, dun, dun. Like the parents must be like worried sick. Yeah, no kidding. I'd shit myself. Like I'd just be like, where the fuck is my kid? I know. Like that is just like, oh. So sorry to like people of children that like ride buses. Like I'm just going to apologize right now because this is probably like a bit traumatizing for you. So I am Especially sorry. Especially to those parents who kids are taking the bus and they're not home from school yet. Oh they're, they're my They're waiting gosh. for me to get home. They'll, We're traumatizing they, you guys. They will arrive home. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, this hell was still continuing for Ed and the children. They were in the two vans for hours upon hours, all trying to comfort each other. There's a voice recording of a little girl describing her experience. It says, a few of my little friends that were five and six came over and started laying, laying on me and crying. I said to be brave because everything's going to be all right. Oh, shit. Like, oh, okay. That just like, sit, like you're just inside sink. No kidding. And I'm just like, I don't think everything was all right. But we'll get there. Let's see. Don't don't give us any, any hints. Just, just keep going. Keep going. The van finally started to slow down. P 
pulling off onto a much rougher road and finally stopping. The final destination was a rock quarry in Liver, Livermore, California, which was close to 12 hours Holy shit. away. So these mofos dro- drove them 12 hours away. Like no bathroom breaks, no food. This this black pit that they're in. Damn. Like that's a long freaking ways. No kidding. Now being the early morning of July 16th, what came next for these victims did not get much better. They started with Ed. They'd open the door of the van, grab one person, and then close the door and repeatedly keep doing this. Meanwhile, the kids are all like scooting to the back of the van, trying to escape because they had no idea what was coming next. Like no idea. Like just terror. Once pulled out of the van, they would get asked their name and their, their age by the kidnappers. And very much showing that this crime was premeditated, they had a wooden ladder to climb down into a truck trailer that was buried six feet underground. Holy shit. (laughs) Am I shocking you? You look shocked. Damn. I'm like, I'm expecting these guys to like, I I don't know, just like start popping these kids off with Mm -hmm. a shotgun for some reason. But clearly this is like a trafficking thing. They're expecting that too. Yeah. This is a trafficking situation by the sounds of it. In the buried truck trailer was a very small amount of food, water, and some mattresses. Only about enough food for a day. And remember, they had already gone like quite a bit of time without food or water, right? There were cut holes in the wheel wells for toilets. And you could hear fans for ventilation. I actually have, there was quite a few photos of this. Sorry, I have a frog in my throat. Um, Online, so I'll, I'll post some. Okay. So that you can see. But like, I don't know if you want to see because it's oh, like man. pretty nasty that just that this amount of people were in this truck trailer. A whole new freaking situation, like whole new um, perspective on tiny home living. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Our tiny home will look like a freaking mansion. No kidding. <laughs> wow. Michael was one of the last kids to enter down into the truck trailer and was beyond thrilled to hear and see the children. They had no idea as they were being taken one from one mm-hmm. from the van what exactly was happening. And like you kind of said, they all thought they were just like getting taken out, like yeah. executed, right? That sense of relief of seeing everyone still alive was, however, very short-lived. Uh-oh. Eventually, the ladder was removed. The opening was covered with a heavy sheet of metal. And the kids could hear dirt being thrown on top of the trailer. Essentially, they were being buried Buried alive. alive. What the fuck? Like, holy shit. Why? Oh, well, honestly, you'll find out and it's fucked. Because that's the thing for me. Like, I'm a big why person. Mm -hmm. I like to try and understand why. Even if I don't grasp their thought process or concept or reasoning, why? I just just need to know why. And this is not making any sense. Why so far? And even even when I tell you, you're probably, it's just not going to be satisfying for well, you. Well, I'm sure it's not. <gasps> but to, underst- to at least have a motive is some sort of, uh, yeah. some sort of lifeline to almost there is grasp a motive. to. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, no worries. We'll wait. We can wait. <laughs> we have patience. Can you wait? Do you have any patience whatsoever? I do. I do. As long as there is a motive. <laughs> <laughs> After being underground for 12 hours, 
you can imagine that the conditions in this tractor trailer were starting to deteriorate, right? Yep. The food was gone. Uh-oh, did I just lose my spot? Uh-oh. It jumped. What jumped? Like the page jumped? Yeah. Smooth. Okay, I found it again. Okay. And I could have just like kept going because I actually like almost memorized this case. But I'm like, <laughs> no, let's just let's okay. just find the notes okay, here. Okay, reset, reset. We good? Yeah. Okay, let's So roll. the food was gone. Yeah. The fans for ventilation had stopped working. Oh, God. So it would be so hot and humid in there and like no oxygen. Well, and they're like going to the bathroom and the wheel rolls. Yeah. And the roof was starting to cave in. Oh, shit. So the freaking terror, the terror, I just can't even imagine. So it was at this point that I think a lot of them were finally grasping that they like may not go home. Like they're just like little teeny tiny babies, right? And, and they're just, oh. So Michael, that was the 14-year-old who I'd mentioned earlier. Yeah. He was like one of the last ones that went into the truck trailer. Um, him and Ed decided if we're going to die in here, let's at least die at, or let's at least, what am I trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) Holy, okay. I have it so written wrong and I'm like in my brain and then I'm trying to follow this. I've done that a few times. Okay. So if they're going to die, let's like at least attempt to get the fuck out of there. And let's not just sit back and just die. And die that way versus just like sitting back, you know? Yeah. Let's try and do something about this. So they started stacking the mattresses on top of each other so that they could reach the opening at the top of the truck and take turns pushing on it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, remember the the opening was covered with heavy sheets of metal and it was also weighted down with two truck batteries. Oh, dang. What about the dirt though? And buried. Jeez. So they were attempting. I mean, there's sheet metal, there's two truck batteries and they're buried. Yeah. They were literally giving it all they had, and all the little kiddos were, like, cheering them on. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Like, I feel like that's just, like, such a, like, cute little visual. Well, it's, like, the only hope you have, and that cheering is just going to, like, help your adrenaline, too. Man, I can, oh, it's just such a dire situation. It's unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. This whole case, I'm just, like, it's still, I know so much about it, but it still just shocks me. And then eventually... After hours of effort, they managed to wedge the lid open with a piece of wood and were able to move the batteries. Yes! This was just one piece of the puzzle, though. They then had to dig away the remainder of the debris blocking the entrance. Because mm-hmm. Okay, because I don't really describe it super well, but it was like they had the sheet metal and then there was like a box, like a wooden box over top so that you, you could kind of get up. And then you had to like move the box and like start digging. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is I'm assuming there's enough room inside this trailer that you can pull dirt in, Mm -hmm. push it aside and you can tunnel your way out. Yeah. That's the thing with like being buried alive in like a coffin or something. If you do break through that coffin lid, dirt's just pouring in. There's no room for you to tunnel out. You know what I mean? Oh, But in this truck, there is room. Yeah. There's tons of room in there for the dirt to go into. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Thanks for just, like, giving me that coffin visual. Well, I've always thought about that because I love I love the movie Kill Bill, the Quentin Tarantino film. Okay. And there's one scene where she gets buried alive and she breaks out. But I'm just like, I always thought that was just so bogus. And I mean, you know, I know it's just a movie. but Because like <laughs> wouldn't, that wouldn't be how it would be. Yeah. As soon as you break through the lid of the coffin, the dirt's just going to collapse in on you and you're fucked. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's very true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so that, there's that, that little bit of hope there. So there was no stop in Michael. He kept digging and digging until finally 16 hours after they had entered the truck, a ray of sunlight came pouring down into the opening. Fucking Michael. So Michael, badass Michael of the day. is the badass of the day the for inside one. the story. There we go. Yeah, like 14 years old. Man. And just like no stop. Like he just kept digging and digging and digging. Good for him. Like I just am so impressed with that. No that kidding. is incredible. Incredible. Michael, you're a hero. He totally is. Absolutely. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Okay, so they had no idea what was going to be out there when they emerged, though. Mm -hmm. Were the kidnappers just outside with their guns? Or was this, or like, how was this going to go down, right? I have a feeling they're alone. That's my guess. So little Michael, being the badass of the day, Stuck his head out first, and there was no one around. Not a soul in sight. Good. Good. They can make their escape. When they finally all fully emerged, they got a full grasp of exactly how camouflaged the trailer was hidden. There would have been absolutely no way that they would have been able to, like anyone looking for them would have been able to know that there was a trailer buried there. Damn. Like it was unbelievable from the photo. So, are you going to post said photo on Instagram? Well, I don't know how. What have I already said I'm posting? Well, we can post like I have to post a few. So, like the inside and then like the out, how it looked. But you can post like the multiple shots, yeah. right? So, you can like slide and see a bunch of shots. Because I know I think people are going to want to see these photos. Yeah, I want to see them. Definitely. Like, it's honestly basically a miracle that they got out, really. Like, I think it's a freaking miracle. Oh, 100%. Especially like if you have a bunch of kids like this, chances are. You're not going to have the muscle power or you think you have the muscle power to even attempt to escape. I know. Like, but, it's a, it's amazing that they got out. Like, it's just holy moly. No kidding. Good for them. Good for Michael. Mm-hmm. And Ed. And Ed. So, it was 8 p.m. on July 16th when the group emerged and started walking to find help. They heard some equipment operating up ahead and obviously were worried that it could be the kidnappers. Yeah. Like, Frigg. But feeling like they had no other choice, they walked ahead. They eventually entered into this work site and were approached by like some very stunned workers in hard hat. Remember, they were in Liver Livermore, I think. Yeah, Livermore, Livermore yeah. California, which was a hundred miles from Chichilla at a rock quarry work site. And that's where they were finally saved. Jeez. They were saved. Yes. These were not bad people. These were just workers. Not a single casualty, right? No. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's like minor injuries. Is that casualty? Yeah, but, but no, 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 no one died. No one died. Oh my, that's incredible. Like amazing. Wow. Police arrived and the children were taking, taken to Santa Rita Rehabilitation Center. So it's like a jail, but it was the closest place they could hold them safely while they collected evidence and while they were being examined by doctors. Mm -hmm. After four hours from 
from being from escaping the children boarded yet another bus to head home i was like oh my gosh boarding that <laughs> bus probably was just like terrifying the ptsd involved hey yeah like wow. oh my goodness to have to climb in there like after just that happened Ugh. and the reunion with their parents was so sweet oh i can only imagine um i don't have a bunch to say about it one little boy um came from the bus got placed into his mom's arms said hi mom and instantly fell asleep on her shoulder just like finally feeling like oh, wow. safe and i'm just like oh my that's heart-wrenching that is heart-wrenching finally getting in your parents arms and just like feeling like you're you you're actually safe. survived and you're yeah, safe it's it's over oh just like my heart okay so and you're probably wondering at this point what this shit was all about right uh, i've been wondering that this whole fucking time what do you mean at this point <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I even, like, <laughs> ranted about it for, like, a minute. No, you're just starting to wonder. Okay, I'm just starting now. Yeah. You know what? I am actually, now that you mention it, I'm starting to get a little curious. Yes. <laughs> just a bit. A just wee a bit. bit. <laughs> a wee bit. Just a teetsy wee bit. Um, so, obviously, immediately, the police went to where the trailer was buried and started digging for evidence. Mm -hmm. It was about a two-week investigation, but finally, 24-year-old Frederick Newell Woods who was the son of, of the owner of the rock quarry and had keys to get in and enough access to have buried a trailer in there. And his two friends, 24-year-old James, this is going to be a tough one, Scotenfeld or something, I think is how you say his last name. James and, Asshole. <laughs> pretty much. And his younger brother, 22-year-old Richard, were arrested. Richard Asshole Jr., yeah, like these guys. Oh, and they're like, I showed you a picture of them. They just look freaking yeah. nasty. So did they ever return to the crime scene at all? Like the the buried trailer? We're getting there. Okay, 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 okay. okay. We're getting there because it's actually quite hilarious. Oh, hilarious? Oh, do So tell. the kicker, all these men came from wealthy families. Like they were like wealthy AF. Mm -hmm. After a warrant was issued to search the Woods estate, they came across a piece of paper Laying out the plan of the kidnapping. Oh, jeez. A draft ransom note and the list of children's names and ages they had collected when they were transferring them from the bus or from the van to the buried trailer. The plan was that they were going to ask for a $5 million ransom, ransom in exchange for the children. What the fuck? The ransom was never actually asked for, though. They attempted to phone in, but the phone lines to the Chichilla Police Department were so inundated with calls from like parents, mm -hmm. media, that they couldn't get through. So they decided to go to sleep instead. And when they woke up, they found through the news that the victims had freed themselves. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, isn't that just fucked up? So they can't get through. And they're just like, fuck it. They're, they've been up like pretty much all night, I guess. Let's just go to bed. Well, okay. Want to know how I picture this going down? The three of them are sitting in their fucking parents' basement or whatever the fuck it is. And their parents' like, mansion. Yeah, well, yeah. And they're sitting here just like having a fucking beer. And they're like, okay, I'm going to try call again. Dude, it, it's busy. Okay, just try again. It's busy. They try like maybe like five times. I'm like, dude, is it just, I can't, we can't get through. Yeah. We, we just can't get through. You know what? Fuck it. Let's just go to bed. 
Let's go, let's, I'm tired, dude. Like we we spent all day driving. Fuck, let's just go to bed. It'll be fine. And they wake up in the morning and they're just like, oh shit. And they're just fucked. Yeah, but meanwhile, to even go to bed, like, I mean, okay, they're not good people. We already know they're, they're shit. But it's like those people, those, if they had left them any much longer, like they could have just died in there. Oh, yeah. And like, do they not give a shit about that? Clearly not. Like that is just like, holy heck. So were were they specifically targeting that bus or were they just waiting for a bus or what? Okay, well, what I'm about to say might help you here. So James later stated that despite coming from wealthy families, both he and Woods were deeply in debt. We needed multiple victims to get multiple millions and we ch- we picked children because children are precious. The state would be willing to pay ransom for them. And they don't fight back. They're vulnerable. Fucking trash. Like, isn't that brutal? Oh, my God. So Fred, James, and Richard all pleaded guilty to kidnapping for ransom and robbery, but pleaded not guilty to um, bodily harm as a conviction on that count in conjunction with the kidnapping charge, carried a mandatory sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Okay. I'm I'm sure you're going to get to it here, but no bodily harm was done? Are you fucking kidding me? You had him at shotgun point. You had him fucking in a mobile locked up prison. Yep. Buried them under fucking ground. Yep. Where they are literally about to fucking suffocate to death or fucking get caved in on dirt. How the fuck is that not bodily harm? You starve them? Like, what the fuck? I know. They like, better they, have they fucking got hit like, with that. traumatized the fuck out of these children. No shit. They better have gotten slapped with that. Um, So they were tried on the bodily harm charge, found guilty, Good. and given the mandatory sentence of life in prison without the possibility of parole. Yes! You fucking trash, you're going to fucking rot. But. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Of course there's a but. <laughs> God damn it. What? Okay. What? What is it? Oh my gosh. You had to do that to me. I know. I feel absolutely terrible. Just a few years later, their convictions were overturned by an appeal which found that physical injuries sustained by the children, like mostly cuts and bruises, did not meet the standard for bodily harm under the law. They were resentenced to life with the possibility of parole. They better not fucking end up getting parole. So, and it's, okay, and this, okay, this is like their lawyers. They had freaking awesome lawyers. Yeah, their their parents have money. Yeah, and like, could you imagine being that lawyer that has to put that, up? I mean, we've talked about this before, that puts that appeal in, like, frig. I... Like, I don't even know how you could do that. Yeah, I don't know. Because now these mofos get, I don't even have it in here, but there was like 60 times where it would come up, where they their parole came up. Yeah. And so all these freaking victims have to relive their goddamn trauma and go and like testify. Can you imagine having to fuck, you're one of those rich parents whose kid fucking buried children alive because they were in debt just because they were irresponsible with their money and you are paying money to get your kid out of jail because you believe that, oh, he didn't actually do that much wrong. 
He deserved his freedom. Fuck that. I'm I know, sorry. Like You're that's... my kid. I love you. I'm going to fucking visit you in prison where you are rotting for the rest of your life. I know. Like, it's too much. Yeah. Like, they did. That's too much wrong. Yeah. It's too much wrong. Okay. So, you ready for this? Oh, God. Richard was released in 2012 and James in 2015. So, those are the brothers. Fred... I just keep going here. Fred, the ringleader of the whole operation, is still in jail. He continues to minimize his crime as well as continues to get caught with contraband porn and cell phones. He also is apparently running several businesses in prison and hasn't been, I guess when you do that, you have to notify the prison authorities about it, which he hasn't. Um. He has the gold, a gold mine and a car dealership. What I'm, the fuck? I'm going to keep going here because it gets a little worse. Okay, keep going. Uh, also, coming from a wealthy family, this piece of shit. So I, that's why I'm like, do his parents not actually think he's a piece of shit? Inherited a trust fund. So he inherited a trust fund from his parents. Mm-hmm. Described in one court filing as being worth $100 million. Oh my fucking God. He's been married three times while in prison and has purchased a mansion about 30 minutes away from the prison. Like, I just can't believe that someone does something so shitty and still like this rich mofo. No shit. (gasps) Holy fuck. (sighs) You just look like you're just like been put through the ringer. Yeah, I, this is a fucking roller coaster fucking episode. Holy shit. Yeah, by your F bombs, I can tell. Yeah, I've been. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Enough about them. Enough about them. Like, just enough. Yeah. Back fuck to the those victims. Guys. We're going to be wrapping up here soon. But it's not great, as you can expect, the victims. Yeah. A lot of them had suffered from panic attacks. Nightmares involving kidnappings and death. Many develop fears of such things like cars and the dark. Yeah. Symptoms of trauma were reported at least 25 years after the kidnapping, including many of them with substance abuse and depression. And a number of them have also been imprisoned themselves for doing something controlling to somebody else. These guys fucked these kids up. I know. Like, it was just such a ridiculous, like, the tra- how traumatized they would have been, like, from this. And yep. that's not something that you just, like, get over, really. No, no not at all. Like, you, they got buried freaking alive. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I know some, like, some, even though they had all this trauma, like, they still went and had kids and, and families yeah. and stuff. But then, like, one lady even said after she had her kid it almost got a little worse because she's just like fearful for them right yeah, it might happen to like, my kid would that would she ever be able to put that kid on a freaking school bus yeah you know without thinking twice probably not damn so yeah and to be fair though like i'm sure a lot of that ptsd and anxiety stuff is and trauma is connected to the incident but i mean you have what was it 26 kids yeah i'm sure that there's going to be some some of those kids might have gone to jail anyways, regardless, or had bad lives or done things or like, you know, I'm Possibly. sure majority of that stuff is related to the incident, but there's going to be some stuff that 
they they could have ended up doing yeah. something bad anyway. Yeah, like it, one or two of the twenty six. Yeah, some of them might have ended so. up going to prison anyways, or being bad people, or doing bad things themselves. Yeah. So, but then like a lot of the like the substance abuse too caused them to do like bad yeah. things. But I mean, substance abuse as well. Like out of twenty six people, you're you're gonna have substance abuse most likely. Yeah. So it might not be correlated to that specifically i'm just playing devil's advocate you are because i'm like no these pieces of shit ruined their life (laughs) well they did don't get me wrong and most likely this substance abuse the jail time whatever occurred to these kids is most likely tied to that but who's to say that all of it was Mm -hmm. so just playing devil's advocate there just to keep a, a neutral perspective that's fair that's fair um in 2016 so not too long ago the kidnapped children settled a lawsuit they had filed against their kidnappers. The exact settlement amount was not disclosed, but one survivor said it was enough to pay for some serious therapy, but not enough to buy a house. So they got a little bit of money, like way down the road. Um, But I I just don't even think any amount of money could... Well, have. considering that fucking ringleader now has over $100 million... Well, it it apparently came from his... His trust or something. Well, he he should be like, you know what? Here's like... He should leave all his money to them. Yeah, well, I'm sure he wouldn't, but... But he it, uh, he's a terrible person. Like, the other ones, I think, did some rehabilitation and, like, got a maybe... I don't know if I'd say better, but, like, even some of, one of the victims went and visited them and, like, met him because yeah. that's what he needed to help with him dealing with his trauma. Um. But this Fred dude, I think, is just an all-around piece of shit. Yeah, he's fucking trash. Like, you, would, you would think that, oh, I did this because I was in debt and I need $5 million to get out of debt. Now you have over $100 million. Maybe you should, I don't know, pay it forward to the, da- the mm-hmm. damage you caused in these kids. Yeah. But clearly not. He's fucking trash. Total trash. And the last thing I'm going to say is about Ed. Ed is the bus driver. Yeah. Okay, just making sure you remember. I remember Ed. In 2012, um, so he died in 2012. And before he died, though, he was visited by many of the school children he had helped save, which I thought was adorable. I like that, yeah. And every February 26th, or February 26th, sorry, I don't know why <laughs> that's so hard to say. February 26th. <laughs> which go. was his birthday has been declared Edward Ray Day in Chachilla. Oh, I like that. Edward Ray Day. Love it. I know. It even just sounds like a glorious day. It does. That little ray of sunshine in February. Yeah. So there we go. That was a fucking roller coaster. I know. That was like... Okay. And I tried to just do that case a bit different and like keep it a little bit more suspenseful and boom. I mean, like clearly like you're, you're telling the story from the very beginning. So it's like... Clearly, there's they get caught. Clearly, there's some survivors, mm-hmm. but it was still like, okay, do they all fucking survive, or is I it know. just like one manages to survive somehow? It's actually what? amazing. I I even listening to that story or reading, like you would have thought one, some of them might have died. You know? Yeah. That my assumption was that they were going to start getting executed, and I was like, why? But Could you imagine? Oh, that's not that's disgusting. I mean, all the whole thing is disgusting already, but ugh. yeah. Well, I'm glad they made it out. I know. Yeah. So it's like, it's a good ending. Not a great ending, but a lot better than it could have been. Yeah. A lot better than it could have been. Mm -hmm. Although that $100 million should not. Oh, fuck. Frickin' Fred. 
That dude's fucking trash. Fred or was it Frank? Was it I Fred? don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> That's how little I give a shit about him. Fuck that guy. He's a fucking F word. Is it Fred or fucking, Frank? Do we know. care? Should I look? No, fuck it. Okay, we're done with him. Fuck Fred Frank. <laughs> Fucker. Anyway, well, thanks for episode. listening. We'll post some pictures up on Instagram so you can uh, check out it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> the but, dark and wicked but it, ridiculousness. It is intriguing. Like, definitely go go check it out and, yeah. and let us know what you think. Yeah. I'm... I'm scared to see these photos, but I want to see them. Yeah, they're they're not great, but they're interesting. It kind of like rounds out the story well. So go take a look. Go take a look. Fair enough. And with that being said, make sure you stay wicked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.